Welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. Uh, my name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shivit. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And uh, uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm going to put a curse on all of you. May, may all your kids be born completely naked. Was that your Hendrix? That was Jimi Hendrix, yes. See, you're I, starting to recognize it. Yes. And uh, and the other thing, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't jump right to it. Uh, we have a very special guest on the episode here today. Uh, you might know him as the former co-host of the Take a Look Around podcast, Dearly Missed. It's Al Bates. Uh, Al Bates. Let's give him a round of applause, everyone. G'day from Australia. That's, that's the most Australian thing I'll be doing for the rest of the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Uh, it, it's a great to have you here. I was, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Take a Look Around. Thank Listeners, you. Listeners, go out there, track it down if you haven't heard it. Uh, great. What is, probably had, what, 60 episodes or so? We finished on the 69. Nice. Nice. But, um, yeah, on purpose. And by the way, we're not we're not joking. This is a really good, like, I hate podcasts. I don't it's even true. like ours that much. His, this is an excellent podcast. I really give it two thumbs up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, it, it's still, it's still definitely fantastic. Like, yeah, very proud of our body of work. We also did like, uh, at least like sixty nine, at least sixty episodes for Patreon <laughs> as well. So there's like a hundred and twenty hours. But I think I don't know. Thank you. It was very. Very, very good. Well, I, I'm. We'll, we'll probably get back to doing something at some point. We're just. Um, I would hope yeah, so. I, two I insanely that, busy dudes. Yeah, at the end of the run, because for listeners who don't know the premise of the show, it was about uh, new metal movies, movies that had new metal songs yeah. in the soundtrack. And uh, but at the end, you sort of just ran out of movies that matched that description. Pretty much, man. Uh, also, like I think. Um, you know, like when you get exposed to something, either you become like resistant or highly allergic. I think yeah. like Sean became incredibly resistant to new metal, whilst I definitely towards the end was like, I can't, I, I don't want to hear like another fucking down tune guitar or like a, <laughs> a rap or like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, look, don't get me wrong, I love it, but yeah, we certainly ran out of movies, and uh, I think, I, I think we're we agreed that we kind of painted ourselves into a corner with the theme, but, um, yeah, but no, well, think, like a... let me pitch you a show. Ready? Yeah. You guys do it, but with synth. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like def that's especially like Sean. Um, I know Sean because Sean's brother used to play in a band with a ex partner of mine, but Sean and his brother used to have, um, an amazing band called multiple man. So like I was, mm. um, a, you know, not only just like a friend of Sean, but like, I was definitely like, uh, still am like a massive fan of his, the music that he's always put out. Um, but multiple mm -hmm. man was him and his, uh, fraternal twin. Um, All right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like, I guess, dark wave, um, kind mm -hmm. of like real gothy towards the end. They really kind of went, um, real dancey, like, remember they were kind of new jack swing inspired in parts like there was just like <laughs> nice. this really kind of danceable boogie but it, yeah spooky band they kind of started like suicide i don't know if you ever heard that band. oh i could fuck to that yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> but um yeah man um i would definitely i think 
we were talking about doing something. I don't want to give the premise away, but it was more or less about like movies that were like the fourth to fifth biggest movie of like the year that they came out. So okay, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that. Well, we will uh, keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. But Ethan, we're not here just to talk about Al's podcast, past, present, and future. We're not. We're, no, we're here to talk. We're doing. We're doing a normal episode of our show. Oh, okay. Right. Would you mind explaining the premise of the show to well, Al or any new listeners? Well, Al and listeners, like uh, all episodes of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, uh, Shibble, this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, or demon of some sort. Mm-hmm. And the other one of us, uh, me, Ethan, has done nothing but prepare a Jimi Hendrix impression. <laughs> so I know nothing about this cryptid monster, and you're with me, audience. I'm your surrogate. I'm asking the questions you want to know, and we're going to figure out what this monster is. And this week, what is that monster, Shibs? It is the Blue Mountains Panther of Sydney, Australia. (gasps) Oh, I see what you did there with the the Australia. Very, very clever. That's right. Yes, Al, you uh, you live in Sydney currently. I do. That's that right. Correct? Yep. I I, uh, I do. I've lived here for about thirteen years now. So all right. So we'll have a nice uh, locals' perspective. Get the inside word. You probably then have a decent idea of what the Blue Mountains Panther is. I'm assuming me yeah. or Al. I Al Al I think does. Ethan I think you do not. Oh, I have guesses, but can you tell me the guesses? Tell me your guesses. Okay, this one is informed. Okay, I love it. All right, because I used to, um, you know Jackie, who was a guest on our show? Jackie too. Yes, we, we dated for years, and we had a game where we'd buy each other little people pornography. Okay. And we would uh, put it on the wall, and people would, you know, come to our homes, and they would be like, what's this? And we would tell them, and they would be horrified. Yeah. And one of the pornographies was called Somewhere Under the Rainbow. Classic. And uh, Panther was the name of the star, and okay. he had like a little sprout of hair coming out of the back, and it was not like, I think it was like just how his hair was, and I'm fairly certain he had uh, progeria. Okay, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm a person figuring... that had uh, several disabilities. Right. So I, he, he also did sex stuff in the movies. He didn't let it slow him down. He, no. did, let, he did live a dream. Right. He's still living, I'm sure. And Not I'm good. thinking he might live now in the Blue Mountains like for a little change of pace. And he must be very famous where he's from. And he wanted not to be mobbed so much by the public. So mm. he's now the Blue Mountains Panther. No? Close. Yeah. Close. Could be. You, got, you got the Blue Mountains part. Oh, all right. Well, then I'll get to my second guess. It's quicker. Okay. I like it. Uh, Blue Mountains Panther is an alcoholic energy drink. Ooh. Taste the Panther. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? That sounds great. Um, from Get the Blue Mountains. Blue Raspberry? From the Blue Mountains of Bush, but not Bud Light, because that would be gay and black and trans. Yeah, they would never approve of that. They wouldn't like that, no. It's too controversial. And that's not correct? No. Okay, last. Not an alcoholic. It's not an alco pop, as we used to call them. Right, and those can kill you. I think they, those killed several people. Well, I remember back when you could get four loco. Did you that guys one. have four loco down in in Australia? We did not, which killed us. Like, uh, I'd had friends who'd go over to the states and be like, "Dude, 
we tried Four Loco. It was fucking awesome, man. Because, you know, obviously we had the internet in uh, mm-hmm. 2009 to 2011 as well. And you just like, uh, you just, all I'd ever fucking read is like, yeah, I had three Four Locos. And then I woke up and I'd beaten my landlord and like, <laughs> and, like eaten a packet of cigarettes. And I was like, fuck, that sounds awesome. Like, I just. Now, having more than one four loco was never the because mo- if you read the label, each one had as much alcohol as an entire bottle of wine and as much caffeine as an entire pot of coffee. Jesus, and bath salts. Yeah, and so <laughs> like when they started saying maybe we should crack down on four loco, it was like it, I get it. Yeah, fair like, enough. I man. get it. We um, my last guess about the Blue Mountains Panther. Let me yes, um, the Blue Mountains being in Australia. Yes, I figured it could be a mutated Joey. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, a, it's a howling three kind of deal, right? Yeah. Exactly, and um, by that I mean uh, a Joey Lawrence, not a kangaroo. Ah, whoa! Right, but yeah. mutated. Yeah. Do you have Joey Lawrence in Australia? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know if we do have Joey Lawrence. I was like the. I'm sure there's like an Australian football player called Joey Lawrence, but uh, does he go whoa? He might. That was the charming part of our Joey Lawrence. Yeah, that was his catchphrase. That's what you could get away with as a catchphrase in the '90s if you had a butt cut. <laughs> well, none of those guesses <laughs> were correct. Okay, I'm incorrect as usual. I apologize. But luckily. I've got all the information you need, and I managed to work in every Australia joke I could into just a work of narrative fiction. And that way we could just bang them all out at the top, not have to worry about Australia. Al, do you like narrative fiction? Uh, Partial to it, for sure. I love it, too. Um, (laughs) So I guess that means it's, uh, what is it, Shib? Story time? It's story time. Hell yeah. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. The barman was wearing the shortest shorts you can buy. And he reaches into a mini fridge labeled for tourists and pulls out the biggest can of beer you've ever seen in your life. He pops the top and hands it to you with a friendly cheers. Australia really is a land of enchantment. To think you might never have seen it if it weren't for music. So many doors in your life opened now that the world has recognized that you, DJ Frosty Freeze, are the greatest new metal turntablist in the world. <laughs> your skills on the wheels of steel elevated your band Mud Slap from local stars to global phenomenon. Now that you've dominated the billboard charts, you're tackling the world of cinema. Your label wanted to license out your hit single, Dunkin' On Ya, Remix, for a club scene in an action movie. And you said, only if you could play the DJ. So here you are, having wrapped your first day of shooting in your debut role in a Paul W.S. Anderson's latest movie. Oh, hell yeah. It stars LL Cool J, Matthew Lillard, and Eliza Dushku as a trio of vampire hunters that track a coven of bloodsuckers to a cruise ship. And it's called Blood Waves. Fuck yeah. The way... Th- yeah, I, I actually... As soon as I wrote that, I wanted <laughs> to see that movie. Uh, the way the B-Unit director described the scene, uh, the three leads would be shooting Count Dracula with glow-in-the-dark bullets right as Mudslap hits the crescendo. And he wanted to cut to you, lip-syncing, 
Oh yeah! Come on, come on, yeah! As an Easter egg to all the Mudslap fans. After eight hours of shooting, they think they've got it. You're hoping to spend some time with ladies love cool James between takes, talking about how new metal is the next logical step for hip hop, but unfortunately he and the other stars were shooting in a whole other city at some place called Movie World on the Gold Coast. I uh, guess you'll just have to catch up on the red carpet. Still, the trip hasn't been a total bust. Down at the far end of the bar, alone, is a straight-up Aussie dime piece. She makes Eliza Dushku look like Eliza Doodoo. <laughs> you flag down the bartender. Another tinny of Foster's? He asks. No, brother. You're halfway through the beer he gave you, and it's already room temperature. This is a stupid size for a can of beer. What's her deal? Nah, bud. You don't want to mess with her? She's from Perth. So? Perth is the last city on the planet, man. They say God can't see you in Perth. The absence of God's light makes the people there twisted in their souls. Every Aussie knows this, he explains. It's true. <laughs> you shrug him off and push the box braids out of your face with your red mirror Oakleys. As you approach, she turns towards you, and you can tell she recognizes you, but you can't place it. Uh, you know, all you have to do is say those magic words, and she's all yours. Oh, yeah! Come on, come on, yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Are you the guy from Mudslap? She squeals. So you're a fan, you say, sitting next to her. Oh god, you are him! DJ, uh, DJ Freezy Face! DJ Frosty Freeze. Yeah, yeah, DJ Frosty Freeze. Say it again. Oh, yeah, come on, come on, yeah. Yeah, come on, come on, you say, smiling. <clears throat> Listen, uh, do you want to get out of here? She says, her hand now on your thigh. The next thing you know, you're in her pickup truck, which she calls a ute for no clear reason. She tells you her name is Goofy Tulip, and she came to Sydney to hike the Blue Mountains. She's staying at a llama ranch right outside of town at the foot of those same mountains. As you hop out of the so-called ute, you admire the sunset and hope it brings some relief from the summer heat. Suddenly, a shape plods into the corner of your field of vision. It approaches Goofy Tulip from behind. It emerges from the long shadows, and it's clear it's a jet black panther. Its movements are lithe and beautiful, and it jumps on Goofy Tulip. She falls to the ground, its claws digging into her shoulders. You have to do something, DJ Frosty Freeze. Unfortunately, nobody here has a gun, so you pick up some rocks from the ground and start hucking them at the great cat. Get off of her! Come and get me! It lifts its head in annoyance and stares at you. Yeah, that's it, yeah! Come on, come on, yeah! You say, backing away. It leaps at you. Its jaws clamp around your skull, and three-inch fangs punch right through your cheekbones. As you collapse to the sizzling hot blacktop, you think to yourself, Wow, this is the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> that summery hot Australian Christmas that you, DJ Frosty Freeze, were killed by the Blue Mountains Panther. Thank you. That's beautiful. What was the girl's name? 
that was uh, uh, Goofy Tulip. It was supposed to be my play on Ruby Rose. Oh, oh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Australian icon. You really you went a mile and a half for that one. Uh, interesting note. Uh, Mudslap was my nickname in prison. <laughs> I also another we went to um movie world on the Gold Coast for like the take a look around uh annual outing and I got mm. made fun of by Carnies. One of the Carnies had like a Michael Jackson tattoo like all down their arm of like the the ill fated dates that they were supposed to play in uh, London before oh they my passed. God. It was pretty pretty shame like you know, like Yeah. You already what feel- did someone like him make fun of someone like you for? Uh, I had like a Bart Simpson badge that said like <laughs> underachiever and proud of it on it. And he was just like, mate, what's the deal with that? <laughs> it was just like, he, wait, what? He had a Michael what? Jackson tattoo with tour dates on it. And he yeah. asked you what the deal was with your Bart Simpson shirt. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I'm so like non-confrontational, but I was literally just like. Uh, uh, uh. And we were like getting strapped into a ride at this point, so like you know, but I had no chance to respond. But literally, he roasted me, and it was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Do you think he does that to just someone in every time? He's just like, I, "It's going to be so good to just make fun of every dude that I can, and then instantly rocket them into the sky." I no think, repercussions. I Never think, any repercussions. That's true. I think so, but I think he smelt weakness, like, ex- like mm. especially on me. But uh, no, that's 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 exactly. You, I think the LL Cool J was a nice little touch, just because he's the most new metal actor ever. I think <laughs> you you you. He, I think he appeared in the most movies in uh, Take a Look Around, and always a treat to see him. He would always crush it. Yeah, always. Like in Deep Blue Sea, was that? An, oh, I yeah. don't know if that had a new. Was that new metal? I think it was. I, I, <laughs> I think there was something on there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. We did do it. I can't remember if it was new metal though. Yeah, it might have just been in in tone, rather in, yeah. in specificity. Yeah, it definitely was in tone. I guess. So uh, I love the, the story. Good job. Thank you. It was beautiful. And and would you say my characterization of Perth is accurate? That's the vibe that I've gotten anytime I've heard an Australian mention Perth. You know, I I went actually this this week to to this. To, to the week, I was on a family holiday in Perth about 15 hmm. years ago. Where his family lives, so he's offended. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fuck you! Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember why. I think... Anyway, I was too young to go out, and I was too old to like spend my time with my family. So mm-hmm. like, I just wandered around Perth for about a week, and... I like I I it's pretty beautiful, but there's nothing there. Um, okay, uh, like Wichita. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's like you know a nice city, and then all of a sudden you're surrounded by absolutely nothing. But um, yeah. I don't, anytime I tell people I'm like I like Perth, they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. It's the only city I've been in around the world that doesn't smell like urine because like mm. you get like. Because it's like a, essentially a big mining town and a port, more or less. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of drunk sailors or drunk miners are there. Um, mm-hmm. And at least fifteen years ago, there were like insane criminal penalties for like public urination. Like hmm. you know, instead of like a fine and maybe a quarter or something, you there is like chance of jail time for like six months or something if you publicly urinate. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Hey, no joke. It worked. 
smelled yeah. great over there. Kind of like the gun, the gun laws over there too work apparently. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. no one's got. Actually, that's not true. But uh, it, it, recently, it, someone yeah. in, in Sydney, there's been a whole spate of um, gun. Like shooting, gun shooting. You don't wait. Time out. You don't know what a spate really is. We'll show you a spate. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean comparatively, like you know, like I get that you like that's your whole thing over there. Like you guys are, yeah. you know, you love. We uh, love shooting each other in the face. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we love murdering each other for no reason. Yeah, but, just uh, completely going hog wild with guns. Hey man, if if you if I'm sure we'd be doing the exact same if they weren't regulated. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like in Sydney, there have been like a couple of gangland shootings recently. But I mean, that's only one guy getting shot in the buttock. And that's still, you know. That's enough where they're like, we need to come together as a community. Pretty much. A guy got shot in the butt, man. This is, we got to turn this around. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, anyway. Gun control. I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I want your gun control. Yeah. Blue Mountains Panther. There we were. Yes. There we were in the Blue Mountains. Oh, I thought no. you were telling another story. No. I am just going to give. Uh, I'm just going to give the intro. So we got Blue Mountains Panther, also known as the Lithgow Panther, and then, like John Lithgow. That's right. <laughs> they actually are related. That's a big clue. What if it had the head of John Lithgow? For then it would be one hell of a damn actor. It needs to come out of hiding. <laughs> what about the body of John Lithgow? The Tell body of John right? Lithgow and the head of a panther. That's how huh. that is the better cryptid. <laughs> What this is, is some form of great cat living in the Blue Mountains, west of Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Now, there are no great cats that are native to Australia. That's the rub. Herbie and Gary are great cats that are native to Australia. This is true. And they are panther-like. Touche. You're already poking holes in all of my theories. I apologize. Those are Al's cats, and we give them a big shout-out. So we've got... uh, uh, that's our big picture. Ethan, do you have some facts for us this week? Of course, we have Sydney facts. How could we do anything else? Perfect. I can't wait to learn all about Sydney. Do you want to give me a Layla Presents Sydney facts? Layla Presents Sydney Facts. Number one. It was almost all over before it even started. Sidney Poitier's parents happened to be in Miami when his mother, Evelyn, went into labor two months early. Mm. The chances for Sidney to survive were so low that his father, Reginald, returned home to the the Bahamas with a shoebox to bury his son in. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Thank What a survivor. Already a hero. He brought home a shoebox. However, the future movie star survived. And, (laughs) spoiler, and soon the family returned to their farm on Cat Island, where Sydney would spend the first decade of his life. Number two, the Jackie Robinson of the Oscars. All right. In 1964, Sydney Poitier became the first African-American to win an Academy Award uh, for Best Actor for the film Lilies of the Field in 1963. Oh. It was shot. Uh, upon the announcement of his win at the award ceremony, it was reported that he, quote-unquote, received a raucous ovation as he was quite popular. Those sick pedophiles in Hollywood. <laughs> they were all high on adrenochrome cheering for Sydney right. Poitier. Number three. Sydney was a hero without even needing an Oscar. Mm. Sydney Poitier, along with his friend Harry Belafonte. Mm. What he's saying, um, 
one bunch, two bunch, yeah. that one. Yes. Yeah. Became two of the most recognizable celebrity faces during the civil rights movement. Belafonte convinced Poitier to bring $70,000 to the Freedom Summer Activists in 1964, which is, that's awesome. The two, yeah. the two were met by Klansmen firing guns at their vehicle when they entered the South. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Poitier and Belafonte helped organize the March on Washington the previous year, as well as the funeral for Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. King Jr. said this of Poitier, Here's a man of great depth, a man of great social concern, a man who is dedicated to human rights and freedom. Martin Luther King, was that you? Yes, yeah, yeah, that, that was actually, that was me. <laughs> what? It was Ethan, it wasn't Martin Luther King. I, it's, it's just, I do these imitations, it, like the Jimi Hendrix one, you think they're there. I'm going to say, at this point in the episode, you've now done imitations of two <laughs> black people. Get it up to three. <laughs> I, oh, wait, you just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the Blue Mountains Panther? Tell us. To answer that question, we need to ask ourselves, what is a panther? Some kind of dog, right? (laughs) Well, a panther is a generalized term for any assorted number of great cats. The kingdom panthera uh, includes tigers, lions, jaguars, leopards, and snow leopards. However, the uh, description of the Blue Mountains panther best matches that of a black jaguar or leopard. But isn't a black jaguar just a panther? A panther is sometimes uh, uh, the colloquial name for a black jaguar, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, anytime you hear panther, that think jaguar. Well, I when I hear panther, I think of the little person porn star, but you do <laughs> yeah. as you will. Now, uh, reports put the Blue Mountains panther at roughly two meters uh, or seven feet in length. Ooh. We're try and get both my English and metric system in here. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Uh, and that's the length from snoot to butt. That's not including the tail. And uh, they will weigh about 160 kilos or 350 pounds. Wow. Uh, their bite can punch through tortoise shells and mammalian skulls. Really? Yeah. Tortoise shells. That's that's crazy. So, so think of it as sort of, if you will, when it comes to fight night, this is going to be very much... Like a shack with claws and teeth. You said 350 pounds. So, I I, I mean, yeah. that's shack 350 territory. pounds, seven feet. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Crazy. Yeah. So, imagine that is stalking the very mountains that overlook your beautiful city. Wait wait a second. He's got the same proportions as me? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. crazy. It's going to be a, an incredible fight night. You have hit the triple, Ethan. Congratulations. Trifecta. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Three paid. Now, <laughs> reports of the uh, Blue Mountain Panther, they go back to at least the late 90s. Uh, that is when the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries, which is kind of like uh, a state version of our Department of Agriculture combined with the Department of Fish and Wildlife, best as I can tell, uh, has conducted four separate investigations into the existence of the Blue Mountains Panther. Oh, they take it seriously. I like that. Uh, The first one was in 1999, a second one in 2003, 
then 2009, and then 2013. Each of these were in response to dozens and dozens of sightings, uh, many made by respectable members of the community, including firefighters, park rangers, and Chris and, Lilly. And, and one police detective. Right. <laughs> now, the first investigation. Uh, 99, right? Uh, yes. That culminated in a report determining that they believed at that time that the Blue Mountains Panther was real. It was written by a Dr. Johannes Bauer, uh, a German scientist. Oh, was, right. it, was he German? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was not, he was not a native Australian. They brought in an outsider. Yeah, after, after uh, the, what, 1948, he mysteriously came over after... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Was, was granted uh, you know citizenship to work on some of the things that we were working on in the shadows. Operation yeah. Paperclip. That's right. Your top secret panther breeding plan. That's right. <laughs> I want amnesty first. I have developed a war panther. I was... A panther bred strictly to kill man. <laughs> I was in the party because every German had to be a member of the party. I did not agree with her, Hitler. <laughs> I was hoping he came from Africa so I could go for uh, uh, four straight at Turkey. South Africa. No, no. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, no, he was from uh, Freiburg, or at least that's where he got his master's in forestry and his doctorate in biology. So this guy's no slouch, and he's saying there's a real panther out there. Yeah, so he's a uh, panther. <laughs> um, and near as I can tell, he's still working in Australia. I was able to find his LinkedIn page. Oh, wow. Uh, you didn't try to call, like get in touch with him? No. <laughs> you, I, we, you definitely should have. You definitely should have gotten a quote. Well, you know, I didn't want to step on Al's shoes. We already have an expert. No, no, just for a quote, just to read to us. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant a quote, like how much he would charge to be on the no, show. No, I don't want to pay a weird Nazi. Oh, no, Al made him a Nazi. He's not really a Nazi. I take that back. Now, for the record, we are not calling him. I'm not calling him Nazi. Yeah. I don't know no. what slander laws are like. In no, I, I definitely, he's, very, he's only very, an alleged, he, he's an alleged Nazi. Oh, they're like extremely, uh, they're very extreme. Uh, slander so why, laws did, why did you call him a Nazi, Chris? Yeah, I, I would like to. I'm not taking edit it that out. That's an easy fix. I'm the editor. I, I've got no problems here. You're the one who did the Werner Herzog impression. You're you're going to be the one who, by the end of this episode, is going to be saying, uh, "For all legal purposes, <laughs> I am culpable for calling Doctor Johannes Bauer a I Nazi." I do. I take I take responsibility for saying he's not really a Nazi, only an alleged Nazi, and it's probably his parents or grandparents anyway. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I mean that's different. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he has family that's Nazis. Yeah. Uh, in response to this alleged Nazi report, uh, <laughs> Doctor Bauer, uh, uh, by, made by Doctor Bauer, the New South Wales government assigned one agricultural officer with a German shepherd to track down the panther. They didn't have any luck. Thank God for the shepherd. But but so we still have no definitive proof. Was the German Shepherd a Nazi? <laughs> I mean, it was German, yeah. Okay. It's it had at least some family members okay. in the party. In Germany, they just call it a Shepherd. 
Sorry. It's all right. Uh, uh, I heard that uh, Outback Steakhouse in Australia, they just serve food. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we're at the half hour mark, which means it's time for our special new segment this season. Come and date Ethan. Oh, Jesus. broke up with his girlfriend of five years it's something like that yeah something like that he's already forgotten all about her ladies he's in the clear no baggage there yeah there's plenty of baggage i don't know if it's related to her but there's plenty of baggage and so uh we're just helping him on his quest for love now al i saw you recently became engaged i saw that on your twitter i did months ago yeah yeah congratulations thank you thank you thank you yes so uh, maybe I was hoping uh, uh, to inspire. Ethan. It's been so long since I've been in the dating scene. I've been lucky enough to be married for almost 11 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, Is this just but, to make me feel bad? This segment where you guys no, are, ha- are in love? Uh, yes, that's part of it. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure I was just getting the angle here. Okay. Gotcha. No, you got to keep your eye on the prize. Okay. And big part of that is jealousy. All right. Uh, what are you, Andrew Tate? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, and so I was hoping maybe, Al, you were more recently on the single scene than I was. Uh, what What's it like out there last time you were single? Um, that was all right. I'm from memory. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, nothing too, uh, yeah, no, nothing too bad from memory. It's, it's been a while now as well. Um, well, there you go, Ethan. Nothing yeah. too bad. Thank you I, both. I got like I got some friends who are. And they, as far as I know, it's still pretty pretty groovy. Are I they think... female? Maybe that would help the segment. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. Wait, could I wait? Do you have any female? Fr- I would love an Australian girlfriend. I think that'd be so interesting, like a pen pal girlfriend. Uh, I've got one in America who's from Australia. Oh my god! How interesting. Maybe we can meet and then report back on the show. Not meet, but like <laughs> just for her own safety. I don't think that should happen. But I... no, you definitely, if ladies, if you want to be safe, don't meet up with Ethan. That's our <laughs> advice to you as the listener. I, I'm glad you have this segment. It's great. And Ethan, if you want to be safe, don't meet up with strange ladies on the internet. There you go. That's what happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh right, yeah. It's, yeah. I've been there, brother. Evolved quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, what a segment, God. Let's keep doing that. Oh, don't worry. We're going to. I know. I know. Until we start getting in, and listeners, if you want to talk to Ethan. You can email us at unclemonsterpodcast at gmail.com, and I will hook you up. All right. Now, back to the Blue Mountains painting. Yeah. Quick question for Al. The Blue Mountains, how far are they from Sydney exactly? Um, Not too far. Let me just... I, got, I was actually just thinking this earlier. Uh, I'm more or less like 20 minutes from the... Or 20 to 30 minutes away from the start of the foot of the okay it's not it's probably about an hour's drive from where i'm at where is it okay yeah literally, so that's literally that's pretty close to town where is it oh, oh yeah wow. one hour one minute yeah that's not far at all no no that's a that's about as close as uh that's eh, maybe that's closer than you are to new york city even it's around the okay. same distance so very tight turnaround. That panther could be prowling in your backyard. I, yeah. I'm not anywhere near. Oh, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, I would say now, look outside. Yeah, right. Oh, I see that chick from Australia. She's here already. Yeah. That's amazing. We've got a very Thank special guest for you. Now, uh, other reports have come in uh, and, and have been made by different government agencies trying to determine whether or not there is a Blue Mountains Panther. Uh, and they all came to sort of varied conclusions. Uh, in 2008, a report stated that a big cat population was more likely than not. Uh, but this report was edited before being released to the public. It's very definitive, the, too. There are some concerns that this was a government cover-up. Totally. <laughs> Probably because they are German war panthers, as we were discussing. Pan, pan, we call them panzers. That's mm. that's like one of the theories, though, about uh, what they're from is that um, uh, that that uh, during World War Two, you know, there was a whole bunch of American um, uh, soldiers placed here just because uh, Japan really loved, uh, you know, they bombed Darwin, which was our, our northmost city, and there was always like mm. little skirmishes off the eastern coast with Japanese subs. They even bombed. Um, Sydney Harbour. Uh, but, oh, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, since World War II, there's always been um, American military uh, bases in in the everywhere. Country. Yeah, yeah everywhere. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So that's one of the theories is that it is actually like a World War II thing, and that like a one of the U.S. military platoon or whatever, like who was stationed here, had like a panther as a mascot or something. Um, mm -hmm. and oh that's uh, interesting i could that's that i could see that being real yeah yeah did i step on uh, you chris is that something you had listed down that 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 is included in my theories but don't worry we're looking good beautiful uh because all right here's you know here's what i keep very... picturing the guy on the amusement park ride about to like he i'm a second from taking off and he's like Hey, fuck you, buddy. And then he did, he just sets the ride off. And I'm like, wait, you know, like I would be so mad. Like I would be so much more angry than Al. I would, I would like, oh my you God. Would, especially because when you got off the ride, he'd be gone. Yeah. yeah there's nothing you can do. <laughs> That's it. I literally an asshole. That guy is. Oh yeah. <laughs> so in 2011 in the, uh, I believe it's a suburb of Sydney called Bilpin. 
You heard of Bilpin? I haven't. Well, uh, it's a, a town of, I think it was like around 2,000 people. And someone's pet alpaca was found mauled to death with a seven centimeter or two and a half inch deep puncture wound in its skull. Oh my God. I think I, sorry. I definitely know where this is. I've broke, I've broken, I've had a car breakdown literally right out front of the photo on um, Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you scroll down there, you'll see that Bilpin is home to the world's largest fruit bowl. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I've definitely been to Bilpin. Sorry. Sorry to. How could you go there and not visit the fruit bowl though? Oh, because your car just broke down. It wasn't yeah, on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the necropsy of the Apalka uh, attributed the wound to some form of great cat. Uh, now, if it's something, obviously, fuck this panther up. If it's not, or fuck this uh, alpaca. Or alpaca up. Yeah. And if it wasn't the blue panthers, then there, you got something else to worry about. Because whatever it was was nasty. If uh, there is like a panther living in this biome, it doesn't have any natural predators. It doesn't have any competition. There are no other like large predators in the area. No, that's that's one thing I forget about the rest of the world is that you guys have like bears and fucking mm-hmm. cougars and just like just every country that is in Australia has like giant fucking animals that kill them. I know Don't we have. You, yeah, you just got the you little. Have, you have the, yeah, yeah. You have the snakes and spiders, like the, all the most deadly ones, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But I mean. I'm deathly scared of the uh, oh, yeah. uh, afraid of those. Like all the scared. Did I tell you? <laughs> I found a a black widow in my garage last week. Jesus. Yeah, the, I saw that uh, on Twitter. I told you to be careful. Yeah, yeah, I took her out this week. She's done so. Cuz I saw she had laid a clutch of eggs. Oh, and I was like, god. That's too much. I don't need that in my life. No, no. No one does. You killed Charlotte. Yeah. RIP to a real one. <laughs> uh so there are assorted groups and agencies that uh, collect data related to the Blue Mountains Panther. Uh, and they most of them will put say that there's about 20 to 30 sightings a year. Uh, now, as far as physical evidence, uh, examples uh, or samples of uh, scat and hair have been sent in uh, to government to get tested. Nice. Uh, but they've all they've all come back negative. It's uh, everything's German though about this story, like the scat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love that there. Yeah, I'm just putting. I just clues, love. I'm just putting clues together. I just love the jazz. <laughs> yeah. <Zab-a-doodle>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the, one of the problems with people sending in samples like this is that, like, because it's all done by sort of amateurs, there's no real like chain of custody, so none of it's reliable. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd never be sure that they actually found it anywhere in the wild or if they just didn't go like pick it up at the zoo. Yeah. So cynical. Well, you you know, when you're a scientist, you got to be a skeptic. You're right. They go hand in hand. Science is important. Yeah. And there's no science more important than cryptozoology. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Al, um, science used to be important in the United States too, but not anymore. Yeah, same here, more or less, man. Oh, really? You you have that issue with anti-intellectualism? Oh, yeah, dude. It's it's, uh, it's the the country has like a, has always had like a weird chip on its shoulder about any kind of expert opinion or anything. Um, oh, because now it's like a major, yeah. You know, we've also uh, like vein, and we've also imported like the worst facets of the culture war. 
um <laughs> like our, our conservative party is um like uh you know they used to just yeah i don't know how to explain it but like the last 25 to 30 years of australian politics has been um very very ugly and just has mm-hmm. like solidified this horrible kind of anti-intellectual bent and due to like higher education being really difficult to access in australia now yeah. and a lack mm. of emphasis on the importance of education there's now just like this kind of divide and even like yeah i don't know how to explain it but um yeah you our, just our, did it makes sense our, our, our opposition party our the um conservative party like the, the it's kind of the same deal i guess where it's like the Republicans and Democrats, we have the Liberal Party, which is the Conservative Party, and the Labour mm. Party, who are the Democrat analogy. Yeah. But they're essentially just like uh, at best centrist in any. Uh, yeah, situation. at best, at best centrist. Yeah. At worst, like center right. Center right, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, our our Conservative Party has like really, really slid into like the far right in the last. Far right to like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they're very, very much in the pocket of um, fossil fuel in Australia. Mm. Uh, so it's the Labor Party who are the, the quote-unquote progressive alternative. But um, we've like done everything. The, the political class has done everything they can to like fight, fight renewals and whatever. I don't know. Hard to explain. No, we, no, it we, sounds very familiar, eerily yeah, familiar. Totally, but yes, we've really like imported the culture war on a fucking huge scale. It's like really, really, really strange, especially because this country has such a weird chip on its shoulder about America as well, and like American culture, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like influencing it. Because you know, there's a whole lot. There's definitely like even the generation before, like maybe Gen X, or so, even Gen X actually has like. You know, they're still we're still very much a part of the Commonwealth and um, you know the Anglosphere mm-hmm. and still kind yeah. of see ourselves as um, more, I guess, English than um, influenced by the states. But yeah, it's so weird that that is the thing that we're really. That's the one thing where you're like, no, no, we do, we took that from the states. The anti-intellectualism and the crazy culture war. Totally, but like you know, Australia's treatment of refugees has been exported to like everywhere else now. Yeah, I've I've heard some nasty stuff. Yeah, we're the way you guys were like imprisoning, torturing people for like decades. That's like fucking. Uh, Al, I think your mic is cutting out. Sorry, hello. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were being censored. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're fun. They're bare at the door, man. But yeah, no, they are <laughs> fucking horrible country, man. It's a horrible, ugly place. I I, I really. It's strange, you know. I'm just like, where else in the world can you go? And then you're like, oh, everywhere else is just as bad, but. Yeah, doesn't make you feel any less better, you know. No, it feels gross for all three of us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry, I don't. So, anti-intellectualism, yes, it's big here. Yes, and we're speaking of anti-intellectualism. Let's talk more about mythical beasts, (laughs) whether or not they're real. Uh, So, there are footprints. Some people have taken photos of footprints. You can find them all on the internet. But obviously, a footprint is just an impression in some dirt. Like anything could make that. That's incredibly easy to fake. And even like photos, like you can maybe find some blurry photos. But obviously, as technology advances, especially now with the rise rise of accessible AI-generated images, like 
you can't trust even your own eyes anymore, right? Uh, so uh, experts in general, anybody who's serious about this all tend to agree. The only definitive proof of the Blue Mountains Panther existence is going to be a corpse on a table. That's the only, that's going to be. What's he going to tell do. us? He's going to tell us the body tells the story. Oh, okay. It keeps okay. the school. Uh, yes. That's ah, fuck a doodle do. Possible origins. You want this some facts or no? Question. Uh, after the yeah, oh. hit me. No, no, no. Yeah, let me hit with this, then we'll do facts, and we'll do fight. Absolutely. Let me hear more. So, possible origins. We've got escaped circus and zoo animals. Oh, I, I did not think of that. Good. Let's hear. Now, uh, well, that's that's sort of the whole theory. Obviously, if someone had reported an escaped uh, circus or zoo animal, that would have tied that together. But there are no reports. But Chips. it could be a private zoo. Would you report? Uh, an escaped panther if it drilled a hole in someone's skull like i would be like what panther i never had a panther yeah no you must be thinking of something at someone else's zoo yeah i mean i might call and say i saw a panther i'd be like we only deal in reptiles i'd be like panther panther i don't know what you're talking about yeah they might start looking into my background if i was the guy that called maybe i'd call and have a friend call uh another theory uh, as Al was saying, left behind American GIs, yeah. or possibly uh, brought back by Australian soldiers stationed either Africa or Asia. Oh. Now, there's also, uh, in the 19th century, uh, there were Australian exotic pets. Uh, you could find advertisements in old newspapers uh, of people like selling cubs yeah. of, you know, panthers and things like that. So it's possible that enough escaped created uh, uh to create a breeding population yeah uh, the blue mountains as well had like um had like you know in the 1920s uh it was a bit of a like a ritzy kind of joint there was like a you know a casino like a beautiful there's a beautiful art deco uh hotel there that used to be like a casino mm. and that's uh, cool it, it I, I think there's probably legs to that where it was like maybe an exotic pet in oh. uh, up that way maybe I don't know that's yeah, a 1920s Australian Siegfried and Roy. That's right. And it escaped. Hey, Al, do you know, um, talking about exotic pets, um, in Connecticut, in Stamford, where uh, Shebby used to live, where he's from, uh, mm-hmm. there was a lady who owned a chimp. This is a real story. This is true. And the chimp was named Travis. It sounds like a nice chimp, right, Travis? And it ripped her face off her head. Is this the, um, the, the nope chimp? Did, did anyone see? Nope, Chimp is based on that. Chimp. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I remember seeing this lady on Oprah, maybe. And like, that's yeah. her. That's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. That was my hometown. No shit, man. That's fucking. That's wild. Yeah, I used to see that chimp in a pinstriped pickup truck driving around downtown, and it would oh, wear a Hawaiian yeah. shirt and a straw cowboy hat, and it would wave at you. And it was like off the. Zans. It wasn't waving. It was pointing at your face. Yeah. yeah, it's like I, this is what I'm gonna do. What is it where it's like it points at its teeth and then you're like, that's fucking it. Like if you're like, oh, that's it, scary. Yeah, you can't like show your teeth. I can't remember, man. Fuck that. Fuck that animal, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I no agree. Good. No, yeah, good. chimps are legitimately one of the most frightening things. If you see a chimp, it's already fucking over. Oh, dude. Uh, Unless you're in a bathtub or something, they can't swim. Oh, oh, that's good such a good tip. Yeah, they, yeah, just go uh, jump in the middle of the pool. That's right. Their muscle density is too... They can't float. Um, okay. And yeah, they can't swim. It's like a thing. 
Although I imagine if I did jump in the pool and then I would just see him walking around the edge oh. of the pool waiting for me to get tired and drown. That's and true. that sounds... Hopefully you just stay on the shallow end and stand, I, you know? That was, no, that was actually uh, Stephen King's first draft for Cujo. <laughs> Travis, Travis circled the pool and Shibble began to tire. Uh, and the man from Maine came and said, Ayo. <laughs> now... Uh, uh, Panthers can normally only live about 15 years, and we've been getting these reports for, I want to say, at least 25. So I'm going to say that it has to be more than one, and it's got to be a breeding population. That's my theory here. Uh, yeah. And Aust Australia does have a history of invasive species. Oh, yeah. So Where, like, that does make sense. The honkies are like the first, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Like, colonialism. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a whole thing is invading and, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, what yeah. do you think those military bases we put there are? We're in the middle of a of an invasion. You That's just right. don't know it yet. <laughs> sure. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like, I feel like at least, you know, we've, we've got like a famous football team here called the Penrith, Penrith Panthers, and they've mm. been called that since... I'm just quickly having a look. Uh, they've been called that at least since the 60s. So I think it's been like... Um, so for 60 something years there's been references to Panthers everywhere yeah totally like you know it was and, like, and, and before then I mean then you had the World War II references so I mean there's consistent references to Panthers totally. in the area I think like the 90s is probably the first time it's actually appeared on like official um, you know state papers or something mm -hmm. but, uh, I bet yeah. there are a ton of unsolved murders from that panther from like the other year, you know, before the nineties. Like I, I bet there's just well, those are probably just regular murders, but I, I bet some of them are panther murders. Yeah, probably. I, I, I was big if I was a cop, that would just what I would tell my chief every time. Oh, I'd be like, it was the panther, and I would just cross it right off the board, and I would have a hundred percent solve rate. Yeah, uh, panther got him, chief. Our um, our uh, most notable serial killer did their shit in the fucking Blue Mountains. Wait, is that the guy who um, the uh, who that movie is based on, Wolf Creek? Uh, no, that's a different one. Um, oh, you have uh, another one of him? That's yeah, those yeah. dudes are I mean, scary. There's, there's probably parts of him that are based off um, that Wolf Creek is based off, but this guy um, Ivan Milat uh, did did all of his things in um, the Blue Mountains. Yeah, well, pretty crazy. Maybe or he's a were panther. Or he was framed. It was the same thing, actually, too. Same MO of, like, killing um, backpackers and stuff. Of, like, but, Oh, uh, Jesus. But uh, Wolf Creek's, the, it's based off, like, a, a specific guy as well who was, like, up in the desert doing that shit. Um, yeah, we really love killing backpackers in this country. <laughs> is backpacking, like, a thing yeah. in America, or is it, like, a, re a reference? Like, I know backpack rap, like, most deaf, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Talib Kweli, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but, uh, no, we, we send I mean, our backpackers to Europe and to Australia. To, you know, we send them overseas. We don't uh, have much yeah. back backpacking. Yeah, right. No, we have hikers. Yeah, hikers. That's about as close as we got. Uh, well, that comes to the end of my Blue Mountains Panther research. Al, is there any big things that I left out? Is there anything that we're missing from the picture here that we need to know? That um, we need to warn the public about. I guess like a couple of our, um, you know, there's we have like a TV celebrity called Grant Denyer, who's like mm -hmm. from my hometown. Um, 
Funnily enough, actually, Ivan Milat, the serial killer I was talking about, his family all live in my hometown too. Oh, uh, mm. uh, uh, and Mel Gibson's brothers, or well, at least two of them, they live on the Central Coast. Well, he has like twelve brothers. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah his dad Hutton Gibson moved to my hometown too. Before I love his there. religiosity. It's so inspiring. It's crazy, man. And he's right. Vatican too. They really went too. They they reformed the church yeah. too much. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Once they stopped saying the mass in Latin, I was like, I'm out. That's right. That's. I don't want the priest to even look at me. The no. Um, but yeah, what was I saying about the fucking panther? Um, yeah, Grant Denyer. Sorry, he's he's like I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Like this guy's he was a race car driver in Australia, and then he became like a weatherman, and now he's like Australian royalty, <laughs> okay. pretty much. I don't know. Don't know. Like um, that that football player with the gap in his teeth that hosted Good Morning America. Oh, Michael Strahan. Strahan. He would be. He became yeah. a TV celebrity, and now he's like a, an A celebrity almost. Yeah, totally. Like people love Grant Daniel. He's a, he's he's been probably a TV person more than he's been like a race car person. Anyway, he was a huge meth head as well. That's the lean on burying. Fucking loved smoking glass, which is like the, <laughs> the, the drug of choice where I'm from as well. That or um, mm. that or heroin. So I guess you know I, that's another thing that we kind of like Kansas. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We we're kind of we have a lot in common. Of, uh, he, I always say, Australia and America are just funhouse mirrors of each other. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, he does say that every episode. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't here, I'd, we'd be getting into that segment. Um, he he. He believes he has seen the Penrithanther on his property. Um, it also was roaming around the hospital that I was born. Um, there was like <laughs> footage of that recently. Uh, I know that, um, like, I it, it's still like common. It's still enough. There's still like enough sightings of it or talk about it at least that I feel like it's like a reasonably popular. It it's like. I feel like if you're a fucking insane person in Australia, the Penrith Panther is probably like one of the things that you're like, it's real. And look, even I'm probably like a bit like, hey, I think it's, I think it's real. Like yeah. I, I was talking about this. But if you're conspirator- conspiracy minded, you're definitely like, this thing is. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's like the only cryptid we have that is like likely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not a very unbelievable story. Or totally. Anything. Like, you know, I think it's like the closest we have to Sasquatch because Sasquatch is real. We all know that, man. Yeah, um, that's, well, yeah. obviously. I mean, come on. Um, but like, you know, it's like enough. Like, I have like talked about it enough that when I was telling my fiance that I was doing the Penrith she was like, "Oh God, not a, not not with the fuck." Not with the fucking panther again. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I like any chance that it comes up. I'm like, whoa, the Penrith panther. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't think, you know, like I want it to be real. I don't know if it is, but I think it's like possible. I think it's. Oh, I've and and you're calling it the Penrith panther? Penrith. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might just be. Uh, there's Penrith. Yeah. Just a, a different local. There's a blue, like it's all the same. Penrith is a part of the Blue Mountains, and like, okay, there's Lithgow, um, Lithgow, yeah, it's like the same region, pretty all much. up in there. But, um, it's kind of also a part of the Hawkesbury, which is like it's it's hard to explain the the geography of Sydney because it's like as mm-hmm. a city, it's like sprawling, like it was a city that they didn't plan, um, mm-hmm. so it's just huge, but um, 
around and it was found in like the 1790s yeah pretty much but around sydney is where the blue mountains and the hawkesbury are so that's all i guess bush for lack of better for what you guys would call forest still but um (laughs) fair enough um yeah fuck you shouldn't eat bush meat i learned that on um i was watching a discovery channel thing and eating bush meat you can get sick yeah yeah we got a lot of parasites and stuff we really Really love parasites over here. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, enough reports get made by, like, people that it's still, like, a thing. You know what I mean? Like, people, yeah. you know. Like, I, I was... Yeah, like, it all seems very recent. I was I, like... I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't be real so far. Yeah. I'll tell you, real or not, one thing I know about it is that it's crazy. The Blue Mountains Panther is crazy. But can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? What do you guys think? Do you think it's capable of love? Al, can it love? I mean, I guess in the same way that animals can, like, but uh, I don't know if it experiences it to the to the way that all three of us experience love, or all of us experience love. But together, uh, together, yeah, the way that I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. But I don't know. I don't know what it. I think. You know, if we domesticated it, maybe it could love us. Oh. Yeah. What about you? I want to think of it that way. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you think Uh, it love? Yeah, I think I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I think. Something romantic about it too, mysterious, you know? I think maybe it could be a protector of the Blue Mountains. Yeah, I'd buy that. So maybe yeah. it loves the area and the inhabitants, and maybe the, maybe it's killing in a sense. To, maybe it believes it's protecting, and that's the reason it's killing. And maybe that's all out of love for humans, for other animals, and for the the for the bush. Well, so you're saying that all those that has killed have sinned against the bush, or it believes it has. Pay. It's a, it's a fucking uh, pa- it's a fucking uh, panther, you know. I or mean, it's, it's a not, nature spirit. It's not always right. Well, okay. Well, I'm going with panther at the moment because right. it hasn't been proved to me it's a nature spirit. So it could be or wrong. It's a Nazi war panther. <laughs> Nazi war panther. Well, if it's a Nazi war panther, well, you know, I mean, maybe it didn't want to be a Nazi war panther. Somewhere deep inside, it's. It's got. I feel it's got love in it. I don't know why. I've got the vibe that it has love in it for not just not just animals, but for, for the area and for the inhabitants. I, I that's my take on it. That's beautiful. I like it. <laughs> so, what's your dream date with the Blue Mountains Panther? Um, I would like to go to a new metal concert. 
There you go. That's the right. And I, I, I think that would be fun. And I think the Panther would really, I would get it earmuffs because I, I don't, I don't think it's used to uh, loud, the loud sound. So I think I'd get it some, some earmuffs. So it, it would be toned down. I think it would be calmer that way. Um, yeah. I would get it concessions, uh, mm. a Fresca, a Fanta, um, peanuts. I don't know what they serve at new metal concerts. But I would certainly treat it to whatever it wanted. Monster energy drink. Monster energy drink. Uh, I would treat it to whatever it wanted. I would. I'd be paying, and I think that it it would curl, um, you know, like a U, and I would lay back against it, and I would oh, watch okay. the concert like that, and I think it would be quite comfortable and enjoy enjoyable. That's beautiful. Thank you, <laughs> Al. What would your perfect first date with the uh, Blue Mountains Panther be? Ooh, I don't know. Um, maybe we go get some nice Chinese food, and maybe go oh. see like a you know like a retro screening of something, and cool. uh, you know see how that goes. You know what I mean? I mean that's a way to start something off. That's a good date. That's right. What about you? You know what I'd do? I'd get it just a soccer ball sized uh, chunk of frozen meat, oh. and uh, we'd just go to the park. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's what you did with me. Yeah, and look at us now. You can't repeat dates, though. That's disrespectful. If it ain't broke, All don't right. fix it. Understandable. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Oh, it definitely fucks. This thing is a fuck machine. Oh, yeah. It's built for one thing and one thing only. Getting it all. It's a panther. Panthers are so sexy. Look at how they move. They're so fluid yeah, very and sexy muscular animals. and... It's just all tendons and muscles moving in in conjunction with each other. It's like it's like the best. It, it, the way it moves is just beautiful. So it fucks. Yeah. totally, man. I mean, that's it, obviously it does because it's it's still here. It's still here, ki- kicking around eighty years later. Ooh. It's true. We were presupposing a breeding population. I'm just going to Google really quickly. Panthers fucking. Panther having sex. Oh, uh, why? Panthers uh, fucking won't come up in the algorithm? Well, you know, if I'm going to go to YouTube, uh, uh, they might censor the title. That's true. You know, it's like- Obviously, one of the first hits is the clip from Anchorman, Sex Panther. When you put in PA, does it fill in Panthers fucking? Yeah. Be- well, I mean, obviously, it's going to be based on my search history. That's or, why I'm asking. <laughs> or it suggests uh, fucking hostile by Pantera. Oh, that, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just dropped a link in the chat. Let's see. It's not I'm just trying to get him around. I'm trying to get him to pull up the little person porn. So I'm going with Panther fucking. No. All right, here we go. He is imagined her not I mean they're definitely fucking, but this is not sexy. I didn't I'm say cut- it was sexy. I'm cutting to uh Well. Fifty five seconds. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely uh, biting her head. He's holding her in place, and women like that. Well, some do. We don't want to paint with a broad brush. I meant panther women. Let's well, see. once again, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Okay, well, that that panther woman seems very pleased. That's like 20 seconds. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's at least 19 more than me. <laughs> efficient is what you said. Do you say Efficient. I've never thought of that before. I'm gonna next time I'm in bed, I'm just gonna go. Well, I'm efficient. Yeah, time to time to hit the sack. At least that wasn't bothering you. (laughs) 
It's fight night. Oh, fight night. You don't want facts at all today? Uh oh yeah, you're right. I skipped past facts number two. Give me some Layla presents Sydney facts. Number four. Sydney's first audition was like Jordan's first tryout. Great. Sydney's first audition for the American Negro Theater went badly since his Bahama uh isn't it Bahamanian? Or is that how Christopher Guest made a joke of it? It's ba- Bahamian? I would say Bahamanian. I thought it was Bahamanian. That's not what is what I copied and pasted. I might be wrong. His Bahamanian accent, I think it might be a Christopher Guest joke, and poor (laughs) reading skills meant that he couldn't really read the script. After Mm. getting help with his reading from an elderly Jewish waiter at the restaurant where he washed dishes, he was able to join the group. Despite his new enunciation and his ability to read and remember lines, he was not a hit with audiences since he couldn't sing and was tone deaf. Hmm. Yeah. Things got better from there. Don't worry. <laughs> Still a fantastic act. Number- audiences will come around. Well, well, they did. I just told you there were raucous applause at the Oscars. Number five. Number five. Great actors sometimes become directors of movies starring serial rapists. Okay. Sidney Poitier pivoted to directing after creating his own production company. Some of the films he directed are Stir Crazy, 1980, Hanky Panky, 1982, and Ghost Dad, nineteen ninety. Mm. Whoops. Yeah. Like, well, you know, a lot of us thought we could trust America's dad, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, my my story. dad never raped anyone. No, no. No. Mine, I'm pretty sure, is in the clear. My oh, Al, is your dad uh, not a rapist? Also, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's All right. Awesome. Number six. My name is Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Contrary to what some have assumed, uh, Sydney's name doesn't originate from Haiti. Originally introduced to England during the Norman Conquest, the name was brought to Cat Island by Charles Leonard Poitier, an English plantation owner who sailed to Cat Island from Jamaica. The surname was passed on through the dozens of slaves that came with the plantation owner, and the name stayed on in Cat Island since then. All right. So kind of like... uh... Like a Malcolm Little situation. Very much so. X. Yep. All right. He could have been Sidney X. That would have been a dope acting name. It's true. Sidney Poitier is a beautiful name, though. It is. But I would understand if he had made it Sidney X. No, I can, I can understand. It's fight night! Fight. All right. The Blue Man Panther versus how Did many? Did you say the Blue Man Panther? Mountain. <laughs> okay. Because the Blue Man Panther group. That would, would be the a... Blue Man Panther group. Oh, my God. They would. Oh, it would be three Panthers with blue face paint, and they would be playing, like, the pipes, you know? like that would be Yeah, so hitting cool. tubes with their tails. <laughs> it would be great. The Blue Mountains Panther versus how many? Seven foot one, three hundred and fifty pound prime Shaquille O'Neal's. Well, we established earlier that they're about equivalent in size. Uh-huh. But the Blue Mountain Panther has claws and large fangs. Uh-huh. Shaq isn't a particularly graceful man at the moment either. I feel like. Oh, no, this is prime Shaquille. Oh, prime O'Neal. Shaq? 
Yes, okay. this is graceful, agile Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, well, yeah, at his at his peak, I'm imagining Shaq is gonna like hit him with a basketball, like <laughs> you know. Oh, actually, quick question: Is Shaq Shaq Fu like how like? Yes, you know, he has all the Shaq Fu powers. Okay, well, fuck okay. Yeah, Shaq Shaq wins. He's so good at this. See, Al gets it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say one shack, probably two shacks, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Number two, the Blue Mountains Panther versus acute sounding cancer. Oh, like me? Like I'm a, I was born June 25th and I sound cute? Uh, no, uh, like uh, uh, blastoma. Well, I'm going to feel like uh, that's going to take a panther down. Has it metastasized? Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, we've caught it early. It's it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But boy, I feel like uh, how often is this panther getting its moles checked? It's already entirely melanated because it's a black panther. Right. So. I think the panther's yeah, got this one in the bag. It's true. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. He's going to live. Okay. We have the Blue Mountains Panther versus the Killbots from Chopping Mall. Hmm. Wow. Have you seen Chopping Mall, Al? All 70 minutes of it. Like, like <laughs> yeah, great run time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you see his 2023 remake? No. 2023? It is 43 minutes long Ooh, and is in no way related to Chopping Mall. It's called <laughs> alternately Killbot or Murderbot. Fuck yeah. I'm literally just going to write this down right now. Killbot. You can also continue by writing down everything else he's made in the 2020s because they're all hilarious. Really? Yeah, we're doing a, a bonus uh, series on our Patreon uh, where we're covering six different films by Jim Wynorski. Uh, and they've been great so far. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know about This is like... Yeah, thank you. You've just given me yeah, a whole bunch of shit. Pull up his IMD. We, when, when we did our episode about Chopping Mall... For the last 10 minutes, we just pulled up his IMDb page and read all of his filmography. And every single title sounds incredible. Fuck yeah. Thank you. So, Al, who Uh, who wins? The Blue Mountains Panther or the Killbots? Probably the Killbots. I mean, how many Killbots? Two. Yeah, that's Mm. that's fine. Panther has no fucking idea how to outsmart a robot. (laughs) Yeah, those lasers are going to take the the Panther down, unfortunately. I think you guys are right. Number four. We have the Blue Mountains Panther verse sex workers from Atlanta who can control plant life with their minds. Okay. How dense is the bush in the mountains? Uh, yeah, pretty dense. People go missing. All right, so there's a lot of plant life. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to put this on the sex workers. And sex workers, you know, that's a tough industry. you got to have a toughness to you. Totally. So, totally. Yeah, I'm going to put that on the sex workers from Atlanta. Al, do you concur? Oh, absolutely. All right. We have, for Al, this one. We'll start with Al. The Blue Mountains Panther versus Willow and Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. What's that's From Willow. Oh, Will, man. I've Val been, Kilmer. I've never seen that movie. The, the, what? Yeah, yeah. That's the um, Warwick Davis one, yeah? Yes. 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 Yeah. I know that yeah. he, uh, he's an apprentice wizard. Yeah. I don't know why I've never seen that. Well, I can't remember what the other one was recently. Legend, the Tom mm. Cruise movie. I always get the. Oh, I won't watch Tom Cruise movies. I don't know. Really? I don't. I, I just. I, something about him is so off putting to me. 
I know it's great. That's what I love about. It. He's like a he's a psycho. Like it. it yeah. Yeah, but he's like he's like um the guy from American Psycho. But yeah. it's like him acting like he's not in a movie, but I know he is, oh, so yeah. it bothers me. Dude, fair enough. I just I uh, we've gotten sidetracked here, but like. I love like all like the mission of all. I've rewatched all of them recently because I went and saw the new one, and mm. it just—I don't know what it is, man. He's he's Tom Cruise could definitely beat the Panther. Is all I'm going to say. But um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Willow. I don't know if Willow or Mad Mad Mardigan is that what you were saying? Yes, I don't yes. know. Mad Mardigan, great swordsman. I, I can't uh, can't give a informed answer to this. So I'm going to say is. Which one is Willow's? Yeah, Warwick Davis doesn't have a chance. I'm sorry. If it was, uh, <laughs> if it was the Leprechaun, totally. But, yeah. Uh, mm. No, I'm sorry. I've not seen that. Is the correct answer, uh, uh, Shibel? Do you have an answer? I, I, I feel like I don't want to discount Mad Mardigan's swordsmanship skills. Oh, but uh, you know, may, if he's not armed, then definitely the Blue Mountain Panther will get them both. All right, we're we're almost done here. Um, the Blue Mountain Panther. Being ridden by Larry Fishburne Ooh. versus Dr. Weir, and they're on the event horizon. Well, I mean, Larry Fishburne did beat Dr. Weir. I feel like having the Panther would make it even, you know, even more. Of a- I didn't think of that. That's a great point. Yeah. 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 Captain Miller, he's a tough son of a gun. But- Captain Miller! <laughs> We've got some problems here! The Blue Mountains Panther. is biting my face. <laughs> the Blue Mountains Panther versus Brinny. Okay, Babe's uh, Babe the Blue Ox. Right, that's Paul Bunyan's ox's real name. Oh, right. I just wanted to say that. That's not really one. The last one is the Blue Mountains Panther, Al, versus Lorraine Warren the Psychic and Ed Warren the Statutory Rapist. Well, I also like those conjuring movies are guilty pleasures of mine, man. You know like how like Me too. I like, love them. You know how like people um They're so them. bad, I love them. Oh, dude, Sean and I actually went and saw the first one together when he was visiting Sydney years ago. And I remember we were like just we'd very hung over. We'd spent maybe the night before taking like ecstasy and clubbing <laughs> or something. We went and bought more ecstasy uh, that afternoon. And um, we're like, well, we've got like a couple of hours to kill before we do anything tonight. Do you want to smoke some weed and go watch The Conjuring? So awesome. I remember we were just so strung out during that. And I, Sean told me the other day he hasn't seen another Conjuring movie since, but I have, <laughs> I've watched all the, like, did you watch Annabelle Comes Home? I've seen every single one of the Conjuring Universe oh, movies. Dude. They're my guilty pleasures. It's Annabelle Comes it. Home was better than Annabelle. I know. It's so great. It's like the fucking Avengers of the Conjuring. Like It's just it, so... Everything stupid. comes together so well. So dumb. I love those movies, man. But um, yeah. The Nun, I saw by myself in an empty theater because oh. no one else wanted to see it. <laughs> it was just me. And I, I was with someone who was doing a business thing. And they were like, oh, you can find something to do. I was like, I'll go see The Nun. I would love to do that. And I and I was the only one there. It was just the projector sound. And it was so not scary, but I, I just enjoyed it. I enjoy those movies, man. Thank you, Ethan. Takes all types. And that was Fight Night. Beautiful. Wow, what a night. What a fight. Ethan, tell me, are there any more? Layla presents... Sydney Facts. Seven. Sydney Galahad of the Round Table. Mm. Sydney Poitier. 
was knighted in 1974, one year after the Bahamas gained independence from the English. Because he was a U.S. citizen, it was decided he would receive an honorary knighthood, Knight Commander of the Order of the British Empire, instead of a substantive one, meaning he couldn't go by the title Sir. Yeah. Mm. So. Couldn't serve in the House of Lords. Yeah, I'm sure he was super disappointed. I'm sure he was super sad when he had his Oscar and he was like, oh, I'm not a sir. I don't give a fuck. Number eight, being a knight is okay, but Sydney did it even better. Because Sydney received a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009 from Barack Obama, the highest honor a civilian can receive. How much longer did it take us to give him that than he got the knight? I know, it took... Uh, 35 years. Oh my God. We are such assholes. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I mean, but we give out fewer of those rights icon. Oh my yeah. God. Number nine. All it takes is a little diplomacy. In later life, Sydney stepped off the soundstage and onto the diplomatic scene uh, when he became a uh, Bahamanian. <laughs> I hope that's a word. Ambassador to Japan of all places, yeah. a position he held from 1997 until 2007. I bet that's a sweet gig. Yeah. I bet it's awesome. It's probably just like a vacation. I'm trying to imagine like yeah. a Japanese person saying Bahamas and a Bahamian <laughs> saying Japan. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a shot. Thank you. Chibble was <laughs> bad. No, discretion's the better part of valor on that one. Yeah. Yes. Frankly, that scares me. <laughs> you know what else? Just, I can tell that you guys are, are scared. Uh, you can or tell, look at my face. Scared. I mean, and I see Al. Al's scared of the Panther. I'm, I know I'm scared of the Panther. I mean, this thing is freaking me out. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight, to be honest. So, Chevy, you got to tell me something. Mm hmm. Is real? Is real? Shake it, Bavakasha. Hey! hey! Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm in Al, if you had to place money, you had to go down and go to the bookie and say, in my lifetime, I'm going to bet a hundred Australian dollars that in my lifetime, they will discover definitive proof of the blue mountain Panther. Would you go down there and take that bet? Uh, definitely. But only just because I love to make stupid bets. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't drink or smoke or do anything anymore, and that's like the only real like bad thing. That's the only for, thrill. That's pretty much it. Eh? So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I've definitely put money on stupider things. I put like a hundred something dollars on Daniel Day Lewis to win the Oscar oh, for Phantom Thread <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like. Like, yeah, I, I, definitely... I mean that—that's not the worst bet you could. Have. It's no. a funny bet, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I put fifty dollars down for Austin Butler for Elvis, and I was like, "What?" Mm. Anyway, that yes, could have happened. I definitely, definitely would probably do that if there was like a bookie that had odds on it. Well, there All is right. now because I'm going <laughs> to open it. No, I, I... <laughs> well. That's that's good enough proof for me. I'm gonna come down and say Blue Mountains Panther, 100 real. I mean, Al would. Know, I mean, if I would go, I, I'm going with Al. I mean, he seems to believe that you know it could be real, and he's he's there. I'm gonna say it's real, is real, 
And I'm going to say thank you, Al and, and Chibi, for, for helping me come to that uh, realization. Because, I mean, it's, it's rare that we find a definite, you know, without a question, real cryptid. Yeah, I think I think Bermuda Triangle was probably our last. Oh, no, that one we'd proved definitively not real. Right. <laughs> That's the opposite uh, of this. It's true. So we've found we've gone to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> this is the first time we've gone to this one. Right. And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. Oh, my uncle. How are you? I'm good. Boy, what a show. It was, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? <laughs> listen, listen. I got a movie for you. Oh, yeah? What's that? What movie? No Escape starring Ray Liotta. What movie? No Escape. Oh. Starring Ray Liotta. I heard that part. As Captain Robbins. <laughs> Why should I? Is you gonna give me any more, or just go see it? He goes to the jail inside of a jail, and that jail's an island, and it's worth. It's the worst jail. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that. That sounds amazing. Thank you. For Thank that. you for the tip. And is that Uncle Monster too? Oh, hi, Shibboleth Al. How are you guys? Hey, Uncle Monster too. Hi, Al. It's really nice to make your acquaintance. Likewise. Um, I have a movie suggestion, too, to get you through the time until the next episode. Hell yes. Hit me. If you like Al as much as I do, and think that Andrew Tate has flashing red warning sign levels of CTE, then watch Take a Look Around. There's nothing to see because it's a podcast, but it's so good that you won't notice. It's like a mind movie. You can make a mind movie. You can make a mind movie. I don't know what those words mean together, but Al said them. Al did say them. Al, thank you so much for coming on the show today. No worries. Do you have anything you want to you want to plug? Yeah. Or any, anything plug people something. can find you on the internet if you want you want people to find you. Uh, if you don't, it'll be a secret. Uh, I have nothing to plug. I do nothing at the moment. I um mostly just because I'm studying. Um. Mm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Acapuco underscore Denver underscore Denver. Um, that's about it, really. I, I don't really. It's Acapulco underscore Denver, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay, that's you that. heard it. All right, but that's it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Al. Yeah, thank you, Al. You're Let awesome, man. If you guys do any more Australian cryptids, please let me be your uh, Australian correspondent. If, We're if, only doing a- Australian ones from now on because we oh want no. to. <laughs> uh, absolutely. We will definitely reach out and uh, we will uh, ask you listeners to like and subscribe or maybe uh, leave a, a, a rating or some form of a comment. And also, if you're a horny lady, send us an email. Or pictures. We'll introduce you to the most eligible bachelor on the show right now, Ethan Soretsky. Oh, Christ, with the full name. Thank you, buddy. Anytime. It's not like we've hidden it. (laughs) It's true. It's a good point. I don't know why I made that an issue. (laughs) You guys, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. Al's awesome. Shibble's awesome. I love you guys. We'll see you next time. Just remember one thing for me. 
Don't, Don't get, get spooked. spooked.